Hey, news roundup information overload hour. Sean Hannity show 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, so we've watched all the coverage today. We've been carrying it. I told you earlier in the week what this is about. Um, here you have seven, de- seven Democrats and two never Trumpers. Uh, once Jim Jordan and Jim Banks were kicked off this, this January 6th committee, it was a foregone conclusion. Uh, we know that Liz Cheney is a, is a never Trumper. She was, listen, she was actually out there this week doing all the, the Sunday programs. And I'm, I'm, what, I'm, I usually get transcripts and I, I read it more because it just goes a lot faster and I don't have to suffer through r- running it. Um, and it's a foregone conclusion. This is a predetermined outcome. They might as well just write their report. Now, they're not going to write it. They'll save that for October in the hopes that it will impact the 2022 midterm elections. That's my prediction. Anyway, so um, we know where they stand. We know what their conclusion will be. I mean, Liz Cheney, even this weekend, was saying that, you know, he he was calling one senator to urge the delay of the electoral vote. This is a man who has demonstrated he is at war with the rule of law. He's demonstrated he's willing to blow through every guardrail of democracy, and he can never be anywhere near the Oval Office again. He has a lack of complete lack of fitness for the office. All right, so that that's she's entitled to her opinion, and she can join with all the people that accused her father of being a murderer and a war criminal and a crook. And every other thing that that's fine. That's her choice. Um, she can partner with the congenital liar, Adam Schiff, all she wants and all these other members. Uh, it, it, it's a foregone conclusion. They're wasting our time and money. They can write this thing up right now and get it out and be done with it. Uh, polls are showing confidence in the Democrats investigation is collapsing. This was in Business Insider um, and Republican support for this committee has declined over time. December, only 16% of Republicans approved it, down from 18% uh, percent in October, 25% in, in, in July. Even Democrats are paying less and less attention. Democrats now making a move to try and use and exploit a post-Civil War amendment to the Constitution to disqualify Trump from running for office again. That was the impeachment failure that they had post-presidency. So it's never-ending. Kamala Harris out there comparing uh, January 6th to 9-11, where we lost 3,000 Americans, and Pearl Harbor, where we lost, what, over uh, 2,400 Americans? We're going to make that comparison? The same woman that, that tweeted out support for a bailed fund for rioters? The same vice president that went on television and saying they're not going to stop, they shouldn't stop, we're not going to stop, you better beware, take note. Oh, why aren't we investigating that? You know, by the way, one of the one of the people that was out there in 2016 agreeing with the claim that the 2016 election was illegitimate and Donald Trump was an illegitimate president happens to be your vice president, Kamala Harris. How hypocritical is she? Wonder if she'll get called before the committee. Where's the committee's analysis at Mark Meadows on Hannity last night? Very clear. Numerous times knowing a big crowds were coming to washington knowing when you have big crowds there are usually some people there rabble rousers that want to cause trouble uh they knew there was going to be a march on the capitol they requested numerous times 
that the guard be called up to protect the Capitol, which we must always do, our institutions. I said it live on January 6th as it was happening. I said it that night on TV. Uh, we can't have, I condemned all the riots of the summer of 2020 and the riot that took place on January 6th. Pretty unbelievable. Anyway, Cash Patel is a former Pentagon chief of staff. Uh, he was there on January 6th, but he's also testified uh, in front of this committee. Uh, sir, welcome uh, to the program. Always great to have you. John, Happy New Year. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Happy New Year to you, sir. Um, were you compelled to go to before the before the committee? Uh, yeah, unlike the Russia investigation, which I and Devin Nunes ran successfully in the right way to conduct oversight, this committee politicized it from, the, from jump. They subpoenaed me. Not only did they subpoena me, they didn't notify me of my subpoena, but they leaked that information to the Washington Post and CNN. So I got late-night phone calls in the evening from those fake news sources saying I had been subpoenaed. This is, the committee didn't have the audacity to let me know I'd been subpoenaed until the next day when they sent United States Marshals to my front door. Oh, so they waited a day before they sent the letter. Um, tell us about your experience. I mean, I assume uh, you were in the Pentagon at the time. You weren't anywhere near the White House, right? That's correct. I was over at the Pentagon. Okay. Tell us about that day for you. Yeah, look, we do what we did at DOD. Uh, we had a mission, and that mission was to provide support from a National Guard perspective, which is the only thing the law requires us to do. And here's the key finding. The Biden DOD inspector general found that our actions on January 6th were without delay, done appropriately, and followed every rule and did not delay. That's the Biden DOD inspector general, contrary to what you're hearing out there. And what we did was we went to President Trump, and two days before January 6th, President Trump authorized 10 to 20,000 National Guard men and women. And that's important because you need a presidential authorization before you can deploy any National Guard. The other thing you need is a request by law from Mayor Bowser or the Capitol Police and Nancy Pelosi, et cetera. We went to them two days before January 6th and said, we have 10 to 20,000 troops we can mobilize. We need your request. Both of them, in writing, said no, flat out. Why isn't that, that why hasn't that in, in writing document ever been produced? I've never seen it. Uh, a, the, so the inspector general's report has some of that, uh, those documents in it. Of course, it's buried because the mainstream media doesn't want to cover it. And the DOD timeline is the definitive document, which I submitted to this committee on Jan for January 6th, because it's a definitive DOD timeline signed by the secretary of defense, the chairman, the secretary of the army, the DepSec Def, and a dozen other leaders. And the reason we implemented that timeline is because we knew there was going to be oversight of our um, of our actions and our actions were conducted appropriately and if anyone looks at the timeline it says in writing mayor bowser said no in communicate written communications with the dod the united states capitol police uh under the auspices of nancy pelosi said no to uh requests for national guard how many requests were made to, in total so you had the president making requests then you ha I know Mark Meadows echoed those same comments. He said he, last night on, on Hannity, uh, I know the Capitol Police Chief requested the National Guard, I believe, on six separate occasions. Am I wrong on that? Uh, yeah, I, don't think, I think you're right. Multiple requests were made, but what the law requires is the president to authorize it, which he did. And the president did authorize it two days before. Now, why would the <laughs> president authorize it? Some would say, see, he knew that he was calling people in to riot. No, because the president also said many of you will peacefully, patriotically march to the Capitol where your voices will be heard. So 
Uh, that indicates he's calling for them to be peaceful. Um, but is it not true that whenever you have a big crowd of people, tensions can be high? You always have rabble rousers. Shouldn't you always pre- prepare, especially on the heels of uh, the rioting in the summer of 2020 for a worst case scenario? You nailed it. After that, you know, I think America learned a lesson. Don't react proactively, preemptively act. And that's what President Trump always did from the national security perspective, which I can speak to. And in this instance, he didn't say here's 10 to 20,000 just for D.C. He said here's 10 to 20,000 for any city in America that needs it. And so we wouldn't have to waste time to go back after stuff that hit the fan and then be accused of delaying and not preparing. We were prepared. President Trump prepared us in the country for it. And the politicians refused to make a legal request because they did not want those National Guard men and women um, in or near the Capitol on January 6th. And, of course, they changed their tune halfway through the day. And then they blamed us for not being able to mobilize 15,000 soldiers. In so when you went to the committee and you explained all of this to them, what did they say? What did Liz Cheney say? Well, uh, two points. One, you, you would think the January 6th committee would be interested in the conversation you and I are having about the facts of January 6th, they were not. I spent more time talking about Afghanistan, Somalia, Iraq, Iran, Esper, and Gina Haskell. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what does that have to do with January 6th? Well, it doesn't, but if you, you know, of course to them, they don't care. And uh, so we spent the bulk of the time not talking about January 6th, and I submitted the DOD timeline, which is now public, and I submitted the DOD Inspector General's report, which states these facts, and we spent zero time on those documents. And as for the members, uh, a few members of the committee zoomed in, uh, but not one member asked me a single question. So you did a Zoom interview with the committee, is that right? I showed up in person, and the staff was there in person, but none of the members showed up in person. A few of them uh, zoomed it in, so they, and they well, had the opportunity. Okay, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to wrap my arms around this, because you have a detailed document, which is now public, and by the way, we'll be using on TV tonight to show people exactly what they don't want to hear. And that is right. that Donald Trump did request uh, National Guard troops, authorized it the day, you know, two days before uh, an event where we knew large crowds were going to show up and large crowds were going to march to the Capitol to protest. Uh, nobody had, I'm sure, advance warning of of what was to ensue that day. Um, we now have other evidence that has emerged. Remember. Uh, we, we found evidence that things had been positioned around the, the Capitol area, pre-positioned uh, uh-huh. by people that seemingly had plans. I don't know who these people are. Um, hopefully we'll get we'll get to the bottom of that and find out who they are, and they should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. But what you're saying is, had they taken the president's authorization, none of this would have happened, would it? No, because you would have had ten to 20,000, at least in D.C., 10,000 uniformed officers surrounding the Capitol. And I think crowds react very differently when they see the United States military. They have great respect for it. You know that. President Trump knows that. And I know that. And I'm glad. Thank you for showing the documents tonight. I commissioned that DOD outline when I was chief of staff, and I've been trying to get it out there forever. It is the definitive document that people need to focus on. Nobody's, should- has anybody in the press ever used it? I've tried to get it out, Sean. I don't. I've never seen a national uh, TV correspondent uh, hold it up and and say this is the document. See, it's because I've reason. known I've I've known for a long time because I've interviewed people for a long time, including the president himself. Did you call up the national guard? Call for the national guard to be on the ready 
on that day, knowing so many people were coming to town? And and the answer is obvious. Why? Well, well, does that mean he knew that people if he knew that people were going to do something um, and he supported it, he wouldn't be asking for the National Guard. That makes zero sense. Quick break more with Cash Patel, former Pentagon chief of staff, confirming that Donald Trump two days uh, before January 6th authorized the uh, National Guard to be called up. And Nancy Pelosi and the mayor of D.C. Uh, refused to uh, allow that to happen. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour. 800-941-SHAWN is our number. You want to be a part of the program. We got an amazing Hannity tonight. I promise you're never going to get this information from the media mob. Donna is in Staten Island in New York. Donna, you're on the Sean Hannity Show. Hi there, Sean. How are you? I'm good. Happy New Year, Donna. What's going on? Thank you. Um, you know, I just think, talk about adding insult to injury, that Kamala Harris could equate the events of this anniversary, I don't even want to give it any other name, to 9-11 and Pearl Harbor. Certain dates echo throughout history including dates that instantly remind all who have lived through them where they were and what they were doing when our democracy came under assault. Dates that occupy not only a place on our calendars, but a place in our collective memory. December 7th, 1941, September 11th, 2001, and January 6th, 2021. That is such an insult to the innocent people that were lost on those two days. And it's just typical of the left. And I also believe that in time, I think things are going to be revealed that there was so much more that went on here. And it was, I believe there was a lot of uh, evil on the left that was involved in enticing and entrapping these people. And I just think that the media just took the ball and ran with it. And it's really, really sad that they're making this out to be something that it's really not, and the media is going along with it. And I hope people will really come to see the light about how unjust these people are being treated that are in jail. They're being treated worse than terrorists. And it's just so unfortunate that this is the country that we live in these days. It's, it's breaking but, you my know, heart. If the law was applied equally, in other words, if we had 574 riots, dozens of dead Americans, thousands of injured cops, uh, billions in property damage. If they put the same emphasis on all riots, because all rioting is wrong, and there was the, the same treatment and punishment for everybody, I think most Americans would, would, would actually breathe a sigh of relief because people that are involved in violence in any way, may, shape, matter, or form, we're all going to be treated equally. And unfortunately, I mean, we have so much videotape of people, you know, involved in looting and arson and 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 destruction of, you know, vehicles and everything in between that we're not prosecuting those people. We're not arresting those people. And then everybody then you look at what the attorney general said yesterday. They want to go after everybody involved here. And some assaulted officers with pipes, poles and other dangerous or deadly weapons. The main listen, if if the January 6th committee really wanted to get to the bottom of how this can never happen again, you know, they're not telling the American people in their report that Donald Trump signed an authorization for National Guard troops to be called up two days before and that Nancy Pelosi and Mayor Bowser refused to call them up, which is which was then their responsibility to do so. 
if you're going to have big crowds, I don't care if they're left wing, right wing, center, whatever it happens to be, you need to prepare and assume, especially on the heels of the riots, 574 of them in the summer of 2020, you've got to assume that there's always going to be bad actors. Does that make sense, Donna? Absolutely, it does. Okay, so you, you have to assume. Think, and then we then we learn that people had prepositioned certain items around the city, meaning there uh, some piece people. I'd like to know who they are, and I'd like them prosecuted. That that they had planned some type of attack. We've got to find those people, and we got to prosecute them to the full extent of the law. You know, I, I'm sorry, I I I just believe I in a country you you can have disagreement all you want and they're trying to say the re this is donald trump's fault because donald trump didn't accept the election results well kamala harris called donald trump an illegitimate president and that the election of 2016 was illegitimate when you win an election you get to set the rules how can you win with russian interference though that's, that's a real what thing. i'm scared about no, in 2020 but, but rightly because right. i think he's an illegitimate president that didn't really win so how do you you know, fighting against that in 2020. You are absolutely right. So, again, as a member of the Senate Intelligence Committee, I will tell you that we should believe exactly what the intelligence community has told us, which is Russia did interfere in the election of the president of the United States in 2016. You know, Kamala Harris said, you know, promoted a bail fund for rioters in in Minnesota. Kamala Harris bragged they're not going to stop. They're, they shouldn't stop. We're not going to stop. You better beware. Take note. But they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. And that's they're not. This is a movement. I'm telling you, they're not going to stop. And and everyone beware because they're not going to stop. It is going to they're not going to stop before Election Day in November. And they're not going to stop after Election Day. And that should be everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't they're not going to let up and they should not. And we should not. She said that. Where's the investigation into her? Where's the condemnation of her? Do you see what this is? It's selective moral outrage. It's a double standard. The committee has a predetermined outcome. If they really cared to get the answer, how this can never happen again. Number one, I would build a permanent perimeter around the Capitol. That's what I would do. Protect our institutions, protect our politicians, as I said that day. Uh, secondly, I, I would on any occasion where there's large crowds always have extra police law enforcement to guard on standby ready to go at a moment's notice that just is common sense there are agitators of of all different political persuasions right i just also think that a lot of it was, it was they were basically baited into getting into a bad situation and that's what i find so disturbing we're not looking into that aspect of it everybody's just believing this look one do i think some people got caught up in the in the moment and followed everybody else into the capital and were just being made a dumb decision i really believe that um but, but i also believe there's in. probably some people that that wanted to agitate and and create whatever problems that they created Yes, and they were allowed in. There were some there's bit footage of them being allowed in by the police. It wasn't like they were trying to keep them out. So it tells me there's something very underhanded that went on that we're not privy to. Well, I, I think that I actually take issue with some of this in this sense. All of this was preventable. Donald Trump did the right thing. 
on the heels of the summer of 2020 rioting, knowing political tensions are high, knowing that whenever you have a big crowd, there are bad actors. Um, he said, you know what? We've got to protect our capital. He called up the National Guard. He needed Nancy Pelosi and the D.C. mayor to call to agree. They didn't. And at what point are they going to then bring in the D.C. mayor and Nancy Pelosi and subpoena her and ask for their testimony as to why they did not foresee a potential problem, knowing that massive crowds were coming to D.C.? Uh, that That's an important question that needs to be answered. It, I don't. I wouldn't hold my breath waiting for that, but it's also because they wanted it to escalate. That's what I... That's I don't know what people, I can't read people's minds. I don't know what they wanted or what they didn't want. I know that it's a spectacular fail. It was a preventable riot, just like we could have prevented riots. You know, we didn't have to allow a, an autonomous Chaz Chop Summer of Love uh, spaghetti potluck dinner uh, zone to appear in Seattle either. Uh, and that could have been stopped. Just like the the people that were trying to attack federal buildings every night in Portland, we could have stopped them too. It's called tear gas. We have we have the means to disperse crowds. Donald Trump would offer National Guard help, and he'd get rejected again and again. In this society, we're governed by the rule of law. You got to obey the laws. And if there's political disagreements, look. You know, Democrats had no problem saying George Bush was an illegitimate president. They called Donald Trump an illegitimate president. You know, Stacey Abrams still claims she won in 2018, although now she's denying she claims that. And you know what? The Democrats, it's, it's, it's such a flagrant double standard. This now is, you know, they have a predetermined outcome. The goal is to purge Donald Trump from the political scene. If they can do it, they'll try. And they're also exploiting this whole thing in the guise of, well, to use their words, uh, a war on democracy. Voter ID is not a war on democracy. Joe's home state of Delaware always had voter ID. Anyway, Donna got to run. Thank you. Uh, 800-941-SEAN. Richard, South Carolina. Richard, how are you? Glad you called. I'm doing well, Sean. How about yourself? I'm good, sir. What's happening? Oh, nothing. I called a comment. I couldn't agree more with your last caller. Is a I'm a retired New York City fireman. I live down here in Charleston, South Carolina now, and I find it. Uh, By the way, you yeah, were smart not, as hell to get out of here. Good for you. Well, no, Sean. It's a great place down here in Charleston. You could run your show right out of here. Right. <laughs> anyway, well, uh, so have on? them compare. Compare January 6th to 9-11 is just, uh, you know, I find it quite disgusting, frankly. I mean, they've got this political spin on the 6th, and honestly, when I saw it on television, I, I about cried because I we have a constitution, we have a process where they were trying to make that happen. Do I think the election would have been overturned in Congress? No, but it, we wanted to go through the steps. And... Unfortunately, I honestly believe there was professional instigators there. It was an opportunity. And if anybody understands mob mentality, you got good people that end up doing bad things once the ball gets rolling. So I think they knew the opportunity was there. I find it questionable that all these cops are getting medals. I mean, both police departments got an F. And they're handing out gold medals. That just doesn't make any sense to me, Sean. Well, there were plenty of cops that did their job as they always do. And you know what? I don't I, I agree. But but I'll tell you, 
it's just basic common sense that if you're going to have a large crowd, especially on the heels of all that rioting in the summer, that you should you should protect our institutions, protect elected officials. Um, I said this in the Obama years. I said this as it was unfolding right here on this program on January 6th. I said it that night and I've said it ever since. And that's, you know, if you're a conservative, part of the conservative movement and a supporter of Donald Trump, you do not support the rioting uh, that, that took place on our capital. We cannot have that in this country. You know, we got to remember one other thing. The world was watching this and they saw a vulnerability within seconds. They were able to breach into the capital. That can never happen again. And it's easily preventable. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN, uh, big time A.J. Houston, Texas. What's going on, baby? How are you? Big time Sean Hannity. Happy New Year to you, Big Daddy. Happy New Year, and, my friend. And too bad we got to start the year off like this. And I'm going to tell you, I'm a ramble, and I'm going to be no holes barred this year, Sean. I'm going to let you know. And everybody that ain't Sean ain't got nothing to do with it because we tired of these no-good left-wing liberals and right-wing liberal rats dousing our Constitution, dousing our way of life. Everybody know what happened in that Capitol. It was a setup, and I'm saying it, Sean. It was a setup. They knew that possibility that election could have been overturned because we knew the cheat was in. Everybody, but, oh, no, don't do that. No, 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 no. It was a setup. Nancy didn't do a job, and they should call her up on that committee, that bum steer committee they got. I mean, the mayor and Nancy need to be up there, and a lot more of them. The FBI guy need to be up there. We can go on and on. But the thing of it is, Sean, right quick, I want these Republicans to grow a set of cojones and fight these Democrats tooth and nails because they're going to do it again. They're going to do it. Do you don't think the midterms are going to be easy? It's not going to be easy, Sean. They're going to do Look what they're doing now. They're going to do this all the way to the midterm, so the Republicans better grow some cojones and get it because we're fighting for our lives in this country now. We can't go nowhere. Kids out of school. Everything is all screwed up. This is unbelievable what we're going through, man. And I'm just sick and tired of them. And we better get some fight out of them because the Democrats know the, uh, they know it's coming, but they're going to try to, and the media going to help them to try to stop the bloodbath that's about to happen because the people are tired, Sean. And you've been doing a great job. And we want to peaceful transfer of power at all times. AJ, I got a roll. Thank you, my friend. All right, that's going to wrap things up for tonight. Now, you're not going to want to miss what we put on tonight on Hannity on the Fox News Channel. Congressman Jim Jordan and Jim Banks, why were they thrown off the committee? Why weren't they allowed on? Cash Patel, who says Nancy Pelosi and the mayor of D.C. Uh, did not support Donald Trump's call for National Guard troops days before January 6th. Uh, remember Horace uh, Lorenzo Anderson Sr., who lost his son? Yeah, in the summer of 2020 riots. Remember the police chief that got killed? His wife will join us. Leo 2.0 Terrell, Jesse Waters, Ben Carson, 9 Eastern, Hannity, Fox News. We'll see you then. Back here tomorrow. Thanks for being with us. You make this show possible. We can't thank you enough.